0: Hello and welcome to Desert Island Dicks, the show that sees you marooned on a desert island after a plane crash with the worst possible people and the worst things imaginable. Who they are and why they are a dick is up to you. And here to share their Desert Island Dicks with us today is podcaster and social media guru, yes. <laughs> yeah, person, Ian and <laughs> We should have firmed that up before we started talking, I Probably, think. Probably,
1: yeah. No, that's fine. Yes, that is. Hello. Yeah. Hello, James. How are you? you I, can I ask a conceptual question mm-hmm. first? Are we, do we, are we currently on the island in the theatre of the mind that is podcasting?
0: So if it, if it helps to paint the picture for you and to, and to bring out your reasoning behind these people, <laughs> then you can be wherever you like. Okay. If, 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 it's, if you want to think of this as the moment as the plane hits the ground <laughs> and you look around and you see that the only living people are these people, then if that works for you, okay. use that.
1: Okay, because I, I, I always prefer to do my podcasting method.
0: Right, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah Well, you know, you are the artist here And uh, we are merely your servants <laughs> Alright, so if you're happy to dive straight in
1: yeah, I'm happy to, let dive. Yeah, well... Um, the luscious yet salty water. In the <laughs> <island>. <laughs> Please do tell us who's your first Desert Island Dick. Well, my first Desert Island Dick today, James, is Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison? <laughs> Thomas Edison, uh, an inventor from history. Please, yes. Uh, an inventor so, and businessman. So should, should
0: listeners not, um, not know who Thomas Edison is, would you be able to fill us in?
1: Uh, well, Thomas Edison is he's, he's credited with inventing quite a lot of things. Um, right. A lot of people would say he invented the light bulb. Um, I,
0: I see already that you're approaching the, uh, his credibility with trepidation.
1: Yeah, well, and you know what? He did invent a lot of things, and, but he also put a twist on pre-existing things and said, that's now my thing. Okay. Fair enough, that's allowed, but... He was also a ruthless businessman, and that means that sometimes some of the things that he claimed to have done, he stole. Right, okay. Bullied his way into doing. So although he, he sort of has this reputation as being like this magnanimous in- inventor, he was actually um, a dick. Oh, right, uh, okay. To be <laughs> <Yeah>. honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so I, uh, if I may, I'd like no, to anecdote. No, please, yeah, absolutely. Anecdote, That'd I be great. Is, um Illustrative, please do, Mr. Edison. Yeah, so back in the day, <laughs> and I say that because I've neglected to look up the dates 1887, yeah. Um, the day he, uh, there, there was this big rivalry going on between him and his company and another company, um, uh, founded by a man called Westinghouse, okay, and it was all about electricity, right? At the time. So you'll know you'll probably know from batteries and plugging things in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know we all do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, um, that there are two kinds of electricity. Basically, you've got DC direct current, and you've got AC alternating current. Um, at the time, Edison he had he had his company. They made direct current equipment that huh? they could generate electricity, send it to other places as a you know. A, The same way you use a battery. Yeah. It's got positive, it's got negative, it goes around the circuit in a particular way. Great. Um, There's a problem with that kind of electricity, which is that it doesn't go very far. It's (laughs) quite difficult to get it long distances. Okay, all right, yeah. So he looked into this problem, um, employed a man named Tesla, who you might have heard of. Yeah, I do. To come up with some solutions. Tesla said the way to do it is AC, alternating current. Edison said, no, that's rubbish. (laughs) Shut up, go away. Um, that's where Tesla leaves this particular thing. But Tesla's a very interesting man in his own right. Okay. Also, not immune from being a dick. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but he was quite an interesting man. Who isn't Ian? Well, indeed. Yeah. Well, there, now that's getting okay. This podcast all right. Into difficult territory. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so Edison ignored AC. Westinghouse, on the other side, on the other hand, uh, went all in for AC. And he started to gain quite a lot of popularity with his alternating current electricity, which could go a long way okay. without, through the cables without having to have a, more equipment to make it go further. Um, so Edison was getting a bit worried about this uh, because he didn't have the technology, this AC technology, until <laughs> a, a particular thing happened. He got a letter from a dentist in New York, right. New York State, um, he this dentist had witnessed a drunk man killing himself by touching a live electric generator and so this dentist got in touch with edison to say hey hang on a sec this could be used to kill people <laughs> so this could be used in in terms of, in executions oh wow to, to oh kill my. people um humanely you know oh yeah yeah like, okay you know, like yeah, killing people yeah, is.
0: yeah yeah um <laughs> And, Instead of uh, the other options, you know, hanging, cyanide. Yeah, yeah, all that. What else? It know, might, lethal uh, injection.
1: What if, you know, we could just zap them? Problem solved. So, I, quite why, I mean, I would not want to go to this dentist. No, yeah, of you. course, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, um, Edison, to his credit, actually was not a fan of the death penalty, he's not a fan of capital punishment. But he suddenly realised that this was an opportunity. Right. So what he wrote back to the dentist was that although he wished... OK, I'll quote directly. Although he would join heartily in an effort to totally abolish capital punishment, he felt that if they had to use an electric current to dispose of criminals under sentence of death, the most effective of these would be an alternating current.
0: Oh, Edison, you backpeddler.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, so... What he decided to do was to use it start a, a negative marketing campaign. As alternative current is the perfect thing to kill people. Oh my! Why would you God. want it in your house? They kill it to they use it to kill criminals. Ah, okay. So, in order to demonstrate this, okay, he rigged up a sheet of metal to an alternating current generator, and he led a dog towards this piece of. Uh, Metal, oh, yeah. Which had a metal bowl on it in order to have a drink. He was a thirsty dog. The dog touched the metal service, it, it, it yelped and died, right? And he did this as a demonstration in front it's of This is horrific. Yeah, so he kills a dog. And from that point onwards, he goes... Um, he carries on on his killing spree it. of animals. <laughs> Eventually, um, Edison, or in demonstrations he set up... Oh, sorry, yes. Shortly after the demonstration, he was quick to remind a reporter... Uh, that the current uh, came from an alternating machine. Anyway,
0: so so he's saying all of this horrific stuff is happening, but
1: it's not me, it's this it's, AC. Yeah, exactly. So he went, continued on his spree. In the end, he killed quite a few dogs. Yeah. Um, he killed some calves, he killed some horses. Okay. Um, and eventually he even killed an elephant, right? He sent 600 volts through an elephant. Oh, in a my. A big g- public demonstration of the dangers of alternating current.
0: Just like a big horrific circus that he's yeah. taking, touring the country with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: where, um, it's really, really horrible. Do you know where he killed this elephant? I think he killed it on Coney Island. Oh, in New York. My. So he's gone through the effort of getting an elephant. Yeah, it to... was an it, it was a misbehaving ele- elephant. Probably because because you know, it was elephant. in captivity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't want to do tricks, which I think is fair enough. Thomas Edison was a dick. He was a dick, right? So, like, I wouldn't want to be on the island with that man because I would have, you know, found a coconut or something. Then he would have patented coconuts. Yeah, that's it. He yeah. started extracting a coconut licensing fee from me.
0: And then he would have tried to open it, wouldn't have been able to open it, and then deemed it as uh, unfit for human use and then killed you with it in a demonstration. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. Coconuts are lethal, they fall out of trees and hit you on the head. Thomas Edison, you bastard. Also, he liked eugenics. So
0: okay, all right, yeah, well, yeah.
1: As to be fair, as did a lot of people at the time, but you know, still.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I think that is, you know, that is a really strong suit for (laughs) for your first dick. So, Tom, you and Thomas Edison are on this horrible, horrific island. Should we move on to your second?
1: Yeah, I'm 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 already I'm angry now. Are you Fly angry about that? Edison? Do, your
0: reasoning behind Edison has been really strong so far, okay, I must say. I have some
1: bad reasoning for the next. Okay, one. all
0: right. Fine. Whenever you're ready, who's okay. your second Des Dick? Wallace from Wallace and Gromit.
1: Oh! No. no, no okay. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm like, sensing I'm sensing some
0: Yeah, fond memories, Christmas time watching some Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> it's a it's a character <laughs> that that makes it's children a children dick. <laughs>
1: He makes children and families happy. Yeah. Okay. Go on, Ian. The thing is, I love Wallace and Gromit. I I absolutely love. Okay. So, this is difficult for me. Okay. But the fact is, he just doesn't appreciate what Gromit does for him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I know that's part of the comedy. Don't get me wrong, but you've got, (laughs) you know. Um. Gromit's there, you know, working hard. He solves all the problems. He's got the answers, yeah. Brings everything to a tidy conclusion at Mm. the end of each film. Wallace is, you know, self-centred. Yeah, he's ignorant. He's ignorant. Mm. You know, he does a good friend. He's he's probably a good friend to Gromit. And the other thing is that, you know, I've taken quite great pleasure in seeing Wallace's inventions. He's another inventor. Mm. Hmm, yeah. yeah. Not as... as Is there a theme across your... uh, (laughs) No. No, Okay, all right. It's about to be broken by the third one. But none of this stuff is necessary. No. (laughs) So inefficient. (laughs) The Um, wrong trousers. Yeah, exactly. To start, yeah. Exactly. The the whole kind of breakfast into bed.
0: Yes, yeah. Straight Um, out the window into your car. Who needs that?
1: What a waste of time. The hubris of this man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> He's a time waster. A waste of time and, and
0: resources, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: What does he do for a job? Where is he getting money to do well, this? He is he leeching off of the government <laughs> to make <laughs> these might stupid uh, inventions? You might have
1: some elaborate inventor's tax deduction yeah.
0: scheme going. He's just keeping it a secret. He's on benefits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I mean very quickly you've turned some a character that, I would, that I've would i known and loved from childhood <laughs> into quite a feasible dick.
1: Yeah. I, I think he's just indicative. There is a problem in society of um, solutioneering. Okay. Uh, where people are coming up with solutions to problems that don't really exist when they could be focusing on other things. I'm with you. Um, and it happens a lot in Silicon Valley at the moment and I just don't think Wallace should get a, get away with it. OK, all right. Yeah. I think he needs to be taken to task. <laughs> I'd like the next Wallace and Gromit to perhaps be him. He's, he's realised that his whole life has been a sham and he's just... <laughs> He's just taking an honest job. Maybe he's working at Nando's. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Work at Nando's. It's a good place
0: to work. That's great. But, like, just because of, you know, you've got to make a film out of it, then Gromit would work at Nando's as well. And Gromit would be doing all of the work and then he'd still be reaping all the benefits.
1: That's true, to be honest.
0: He'd yeah. be stamping his card when no one is looking. You don't think
1: that Wallace can be reformed?
0: No, I don't know. It's uh, just years he who years through and through. That's it. I think, you know, people don't change. It's just who they... <laughs> (laughs) They are, and that's who he is. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know why I'm already on your side. You've just put up such a good argument for why he's a dick. But I'm thinking, uh, like, practically, um, there's two ways that I was looking at this. So you and Thomas Edison have stood there with either like a man-sized plasticine model that moves (laughs) and moves, or there's like a three-inch model next to your feet. But, I mean, that's a detail we probably don't need to.
1: I suppose technically as well you'd need an animator there or a team of animators. Yeah, that's it. Or just let him melt. Just let him melt.
0: Yeah. And you imagine they're quite demanding? They'd need, like, long breaks and stuff like that and, you know, tea at regular intervals. <laughs> yeah. Fire up the AC, Edison. We need to make a cup of tea. <laughs> um, great. OK, well, Wallace of Wallace and Gromit. Does Wallace
1: have a surname? We don't know.
0: No, don't it's know. Wallace and Gromit. OK, Ian man. who's your third dick for your Desert Island dicks?
1: My third dick is the footballer John Terry. Oh, now, which I'm sure probably won't meet with a lot of... Surprise. Surprise, <laughs> yeah. or there's no real backlash. He's no Wallace. Great, he's
0: there. Let's move on. <laughs> no. um, go on, what's your reasoning behind John Terry?
1: The thing is, I don't know a lot about John Terry. Fine. Um, I, I I looked him up quickly and, and saw a list of you know fairly... Awful things he's done, yeah. Um, and, and thought that's fine. The reason he's on there mainly is because I needed a footballer. Okay. And I thought if I'm going to put, put a footballer on, I'm not going to put um, Ian Wright. Yeah. I've met Ian. Wright. Lovely Ian Wright. Lucky to, to meet Ian Wright, and he was just lovely. As mm. you say, he's lovely. Yeah. So I needed a, a dickish footballer, but the point is, he is a footballer, and we mm. know nothing about football. Okay. And so the idea of being stuck on a desert island with a footballer whose obsession
0: is something that you
1: just don't like at yeah all. exactly i'm yeah. not i'm not that great at small talk to be honest I'm, i i wish i was but i really to get going i need to talk about a, an actual subject and with small talk out the way i'm pretty sure the only actual subject i could discuss with John Terry would be football. I just wouldn't know where to start.
0: No, yeah, okay. I
1: mean, it could have been any other dickish football, I'm sure mm. plenty,
0: plenty. Oh, no, the things that John Terry has done and has allegedly done make him, you know, a dick. So I think okay. that's fine. He can he can sit right there on the island as a desert island dick. Have you got anything else to add to John Terry's... Um
1: uh, no, I mean, as I say, I really yeah. don't know that much about him. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, you know, I... In a sense, he's unlucky, but mm. you know, uh, to have been picked in this case. But, I think you make your own luck. A lot of people, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in these sort of things. Yeah. Um, he has, he has very much made his bed. I think, I think that's
0: a great and desert I island. Am
1: compelling him to lie in it.
0: Yeah, and that's great. Just lie within the sand, getting just. <laughs> Yeah, washed out. Over the
1: years, I've tried to develop an ability to kind of get through football conversations
0: because mm. they happen quite regularly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm. And and you know, it's part of living in in this country. You you have to occasionally engage on that subject. And and this is also another thing that became apparent with Ian Wright. Uh, you know, you he, come into the office occasionally, and I'd be like, "Hey." And luckily, I had a, a model of the Millennium Falcon made out of Lego on my desk because yeah. he loves Star Wars, and so that was something that we could kind of discuss. But mm. if it had come on to football, I would have gone. Bleh. Oh well, uh, yeah, yeah. So I've been trying out a few phrases. Okay, yeah. Like that. So I, and you're, you're a football.
0: I do. I like fan. football. Yeah, yeah. Can,
1: would you be able to maybe test me?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Say, um, so would do. you like me to lead you down a path, or
1: uh, see see how it goes? I ultimately the football conversation. You can't predict where they're going to go. So if this is to be a proper test,
0: okay, no, 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 it's not. It's off the cuff. So I feel like, um, you know, I will do some, like maybe more challenging and maybe less challenging. Okay. So major Man United signing Rom. I don't know why I'm saying out for you like that. Major Man United signing Romelu Lukaku seems to be doing well so far.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's, it's this new breed of players. You see, they, they, they. they, um, You know, they understand the business. They understand the business as it is today. And, um, you know, they're coming through, they're getting the job done. Um, It's impressive. It's good. It's really good. (laughs) Try another, try another. I'm running out. Yeah, Okay. No, no, it's fine. Um,
0: What about all these teams going out to, like, to China, Hong Kong, to waste their time before the season starts? I feel like it's a bit unnecessary.
1: Well, you know, the game's always changing. The game's always changing. And, um uh you know it's just a it's just a fact of the modern game isn't it you know you, you you've got to get these things you've got to get these things sorted you, you know clubs have got to compete yeah. and if they're not if they're not bringing the money in then you know it's just a fact they have got to compete on and off the pitch <laughs> that's
0: excellent it's just yeah. so good it's me and you hitting <laughs> um, and so like so maybe you, it wouldn't be so bad maybe I'd I think a, you I could do know. it yeah and i think like you know mind myself yeah. so um you know sp- um uh, who have you got your eye on to win the title this this uh, this season
1: well, you know, it's—I say—it's all up for grabs.
0: Yeah, that's so good. That's really good. And all you need to do is know the name of one. Yeah, you know, Spurs could do it. And that's all you have to say. And then someone will go, "Oh yeah, well they've got these players and whatever else." And
1: yeah, oh, yeah. you see, since Leicester, you know, there's no such thing as a surefire bet. And <laughs> I actually know about Leicester. But it got like on the news. Oh, it was
0: just the- yeah, it was it was just such a rare occurrence. Um, okay, Ian. So to move on now, mercifully, uh, among the wreckage of the plane, there was some food and drink left over. Uh, unfortunately, it's the least, it's your least favorite food and drink in the world. What are they, and why are they so bad?
1: So food wise I'm gonna to have to go for sweet corn. Sweet corn. Yeah. Um which lovely I barbecue enhancing sweet corn. <laughs> well, a corn on the cob, actually, that's okay. I can I can deal with that. Okay. Baby corn, also fine. It is loose sweet corn, which gets <laughs> everywhere. It's okay. Like, it's like the glitter of <laughs> the food world. <laughs> what, all amongst your
0: meal or just, <laughs> just like.
1: Or, you know, you buy a thing and then all of a sudden there's sweet corn in
0: it. Yeah, okay. And right.
1: Yeah. When there's a can of it, it smells weird. It does
0: smell weird. It's kind of yellow. sweet.
1: Well, sweet corn. <laughs> it's yellow. It's sweet. It's <laughs> what sweet. have you got against yellow? <laughs> I think. Now, I also hate bananas, so there is a bit of a theme going on. Okay. Right here, but bananas, you can't miss a banana. It's easy to avoid a banana. And it actually does taste of. Something whereas sweet corn, there's no reason for it to be there, really. I mean, it tastes a bit, but I mean, it's just there, ruining my food.
0: I feel like as you bite, you know, it bursts out this great flavor, and it's just something that I enjoy to have in a food. What sweet, (laughs) yeah, I quite like it. It, In in, for me, it enhances a roast dinner.
1: I, what? Oh, no. oh God, that's awful. Oh, no. Is it? I don't know. I'm really I, <laughs> I just, the so thing I is, I'm i I'm adrift in a world of sweet corn hating. I don't know what's did, did something happen anymore. to you as a child <laughs> No. That's the thing. No, no okay. there's no particularly bad experience. But if I if I bite into something and I see the sweet corn in it, I've e i have I do start to feel a bit nauseous, oh wow, oh my God, but well, I feel
0: like um practically it might be quite nourishing on a desert island I had, yeah, yeah, you might have to i mean you know none of this is very practical, so it doesn't really matter
1: <laughs> there are yeah, I mean, there are worse things, yeah, nutritionally, there are worse things you could have on a desert island,
0: mm, yeah, um, but you can obviously you know it's your it's your awful desert island, and <laughs> you can have a disgusting sweet corn if you want,
1: big big old shipment format. Okay,
0: right. all right, it's there. Uh, disgusting mm. sweet corn. And uh, what, what are you going to go for as your as your drink?
1: Well, I, now it'll be up to you to judge whether this counts as a drink. I'm um,
0: sure it does. I'm <laughs> going <gonna
1: say, laughs> to go with Barocca. It's a sort of a vitamin drink. It's mm. fizzy. It's supposed to be good for you. Mm. But here's the thing. The thing that I find particularly annoying about Barocca, it's true of all vitamin supplements, so I, so what I've done is I've gone on the Barocca website and I've looked up the table of vitamin content, the, okay. um, the amount of milligrams or micrograms in in each tablet and, most importantly, the percentage recommended daily allowance of each one. That's great. So vitamin B1, I will go through it. No, I'm not going to go through it. OK. Vitamin B1... Just has, give us the highlights. <laughs> It has 945% of your recommended daily allowance of vitamin B1. No, one need. It's got 971% of your recommended daily allowance of vitamin B2. And those are the two highest. But generally speaking, it's like, um, you know, pantothenic acid, our friend. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah well nigh 378% recommended daily allowance. None of these are going to do you any harm. Mm. Because when your body's got enough of them, it just gets rid of them through your urine. Right. That's okay. What your, hang on, kidneys do. Yeah, I think you're right. It might it, be yeah. the liver. Yeah. You know. Maybe a combination of the both. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it just gets rid of them. So that's true of any kind of multivitamin. If it's got a million percent mm. recommended daily allowance, once you're up to the amount you need your body gets rid of the rest yeah. it's a toxin at that point
0: okay you know it's so there's your no point Eight,
1: there's 800% no point of vitamin b1 in exactly. Barocca. but what makes Barocca so um, blatant mm. about this is that it turns your pee orange yes and the reason it does that is because that's the vitamin b2 the vitamin b2 is orange
0: is your body rejecting that so
1: that is so the proof that is your pee going orange—the kind of the, oh, it's the Barocca thing; it must be working—is the literal proof that you are pissing out ninety percent of a Barocca tablet every time. The proof in the pudding is yeah, in the pissing. Yeah, yeah the you just don't need that. So it's—I uh, feel like it's—it's um, it's useless, and it doesn't. It's not afraid to shout about it. So
0: that is why I <laughs> That is so good, but I mean, what I will say about broccoli is, I thought that that um, bizarre colour that it has is so unnatural looking that I just kind of think, do I really want to be drinking that? Yeah, you know, it's like drinking a blue slushy or something, <laughs> you know, or equivalent. It's just thinking, should I be doing this right now? But then it's dressing itself up as something that's really great for you.
1: Yeah, Mm. yeah, exactly.
0: Whereas these other things, like a slushie or whatever, uh, isn't doing that. You know, (laughs) it's like, I'm blue and I'm bad. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you don't need this. (laughs) But... um yeah All right well that's I mean uh, arguably you know might be quite a good thing to have on your desert island should you be able to find uh, a good water source
1: probably it Mm. would actually be quite useful but but,
0: you know know. okay so they're great they're going right in there and uh, fortunately for you you won't be without entertainment on the desert island the plane's entertainment system continues to work but just your luck it only has two working settings and it's your least favourite film of all time and the other is your least favourite song what are they and why
1: well, least favourite film... Mm. I
0: mean,
1: I struggled with this one a little bit, to okay. be honest, because I don't, I'm not that much of a big big film guy.
0: OK, well, we, that... we can move to TV programmes, but I probably should have told you that before.
1: Uh, no, it's OK, it's OK, okay uh, because I do have one. OK, cool. So what I thought was, and I saw this film quite recently... It's a film called Now You See Me. Oh, I I saw a poster for it. Yeah, Yeah. so it's got, who's it got in it? It's got Mark Ruffalo. It's got Jesse Eisenberg. It's got uh, Isla Fisher.
0: Morgan Freeman?
1: Morgan Freeman. Michael, I retired in 2006, Kane. Okay. And. (laughs) Did he say that? That's great. Um, that guy who was in True Detective, that wasn't Matthew McConaughey.
0: Okay, yeah, I
1: can't remember his name. No, he's good.
0: Yeah, but not in this. No, okay. Um, isn't everyone in terrible in this. Oh, I've just realised what film it is. about. The magicians.
1: Yes. Yeah, so okay. It's about magicians. Yeah. It's about. It's like a heist movie with magicians. Yeah. Uh, which is not necessarily. I guess it's not necessarily a bad pitch in. That. Nah. But what's amazing about this film? And I almost would recommend you watch it, which is a bit strange for something that I think is terrible. Is that there is actually there is no likable character in it.
0: Okay, right. Absolutely.
1: Even the and I'm using inverted commas heroes in this film are completely unlikable. Okay. They're smug. Mm. They're they're easily led. Yeah. They're they're, um
0: maybe somewhat true to the real stage (laughs) musicians in (laughs) the world.
1: Maybe it's genius. No. Yeah. Sorry. yeah so it's it's just most films you at least you might side with different people at different times mm. but this one's quite amazing because you can watch the whole thing with a furrowed brow going wow, this guy's a
0: dick. Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: This guy's a dick, but he's fighting another dick. (laughs) But that's not enough to make up for the fact that they're dicks.
0: You don't want anyone to win. No,
1: exactly. As long as someone wins over someone, that's something. That's great. But but that just means there's just slightly less dick in the film (laughs) by the end of it. And then there's a big twist, which I won't reveal, obviously, because that would be... Because a magician never reveals his <laughs> yeah Yeah. Um, which actually st- brings the state of dickishness from... You'd already accept... I guess the twist was that you already accepted that there was a certain amount of dickness in this film. Yeah. And they actually managed to increase it. <laughs> wow. Like, you didn't think it could get any more dickish. <laughs> and the twist is like, hey, guys! Uh, yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to... Up on, did, was there, uh, be, have they made a number two of they this have
1: made a number two I haven't seen that film it might be the new Citizen Kane yeah <laughs> but I very much tell it
0: based on the first <laughs> Um so enough people liked it to have made a second one
1: yeah it did really well at the box office oh my god
0: yeah um, okay you can have that that's great a terrible film you're going to have to watch that over and over again for the rest of your life it's that or switching between that and your least favourite song, which is, Ian.
1: My least favourite song is actually by my most favourite band. Ah. Oh. Um, the band is Boards of Canada.
0: Great. Um, great is, band.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I I think so. Yeah, I'd um, agree. A sort of strange electronic-y band hmm. that sort of came out of the mid-90s, it's been around for ages and they release a new album every five years or so.
0: For want of a better word like atmospheric, it's very big sound. Yeah, yeah.
1: atmospheric, it sounds kind of analogue but it's like beats Yeah, it's all kind of strange chords and um, all instrumental pretty much. Um, I love them, I think they're brilliant, I kind of grew up listening to it and one of their best albums is called Music Has the Right to Children I strongly recommend you have a listen to it. Yeah. Um, even in, so that you can be like, wow, someone made that. Yeah, that's you great. You might not like it, but you'll go, wow, someone made that. But the I think it's the third track, possibly the fourth track, it's called The Colour of the Fire. I... I think it's awful, and I always have to skip it. I love that album,
0: but what, why? Why? What, what is it about that song so much? Considering just, that you like it, so, the album so much.
1: It feels so willfully creepy. It's got like this child's voice going, "Yeah." yeah. Oh, okay, and you yeah. I find it embarrassing because you know there might be. Some, I've tried. To, I've played this with people in the past. Yeah. People have liked Boards of Canada based off my recommendation. That's great. People listening to this may now go and listen to Boards of Canada, and they early in the album they're going to get to that track, and they're going to go, oh. God. Oh, Ian. What? Please. It's like you know, in a in a TV show where they have to kind of they go into like the creepy maybe like the creepy serial killers lair and there's like a child's toy that's been slowed down oh god yeah yeah Uh, and like kind of uh, sort of effects and that kind of thing and all the cameras all spinny it sounds like someone like they got the intern to do that music yeah yeah um so luckily it's short yeah okay fine. fine but um you just take that
0: away yeah but then you're sat there, and you're like, "Oh, great! I get to listen to Boards of Canada." Oh my god, it's the most possible song that they've got.
1: I've even considered, you know, on my iPod or you know, at the time, actually deleting it and making my own custom version of the album where it just skips.
0: That's amazing. Just yeah, getting, that's getting great.
1: That track. I would never do that to an album normally. But
0: how long would you say the song was?
1: Uh, it's like a minute 40 oh so
0: it's not so you could do a version where you um, where you talk for a minute 40 about why you've taken the song out and give a really good reasoning (laughs) and just uh, just sell that to people director's commentary maybe you should email them tell them
1: (laughs) it's a bit late now it's released in
0: 97 okay oh right okay yeah so you know uh, Moments it, you know, it's great to bring this up on its anniversary. It's <laughs> yeah. it twenty-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. That goes in the color of the fire. Boards of Canada and new to Desert Island Dix is a Spotify playlist of all the worst possible songs. <laughs> so on Spotify, you can find the Desert Island Dix playlist, and it will have uh, just a collection of terrible <laughs> songs for you to enjoy in your own time. That's
1: like a great listen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for long journeys. (laughs) I mean, it's only 20 minutes at the minute. but Ian, uh, and finally, the island is overrun by the biggest dick of all the animals. Which animal is it? Cats.
1: Cats. It's not a controversial choice. Okay. But it is informed by recent events in my life. Okay, please, please do share. My friend went on holiday and... um, uh, she asked me to feed her cats while she was away. cat sat. So I did. Yeah, a cat sat. Hmm. And um, one of them didn't really care. That's fine, that's fine. But the other cat, um, who I won't name, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to bring press attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other cat, let's call the cat, I don't know, Simon? <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, Simon's cat is a thing, it? let's call it... Bertrand, yeah, Bertrand, yeah. Um, it just really took against me. Like Bertrand was whenever I came in, Bertrand would would, would come in through the cat flap, just start meowing at me. Oh. And I sort of tried to give it a stroke. I mean, it didn't attack me or anything. Mm. Tried to give Bertrand a, a stroke and and uh, you know a cuddle, and it showed its ass to me. Oh, Tail up, looking at the top, really? you know, like, yeah. like a pissed-off cat does. I, w- I was literally giving it food. Oh my like, god! That's that is the lower rung of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. and um, and that's not that was not acceptable. Apparently,
0: hey, take a look at this.
1: Yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. If that was a dog. It would have been over the moon that this person was coming every single day and giving it food. Yeah, I would have been a hero. I was expecting a hero's welcome. So obviously these
0: cats aren't talking to each other because the other cat would have said like, "Hey, you know, he's doing a good <laughs> thing here. You know, <laughs> he's Bertie. Doing his best. You know, take it easy. Yeah, <laughs> he's coming in to feed us. Mm. Oh well, okay.
1: I just felt really.
0: And that's put down all of cats for you for. <laughs>
1: I think if an animal is capable of that kind of callous mm. behavior. Yeah,
0: yeah, they all could be. They all could be. Yeah. It's,
1: it's it's a more of a it's a we need to just be aware of that potential. I think that's
0: I think that's great and I think you know I've I well, I personally have a problem with dogs. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that in another, another time. <laughs> I I I think that's fine, but I do get the fact that if we were to land on this Sez island and it was just overrun by cats, that would be horrific. Mm. Imagine those just meowing away at you, and just every time that they impregnate each other, there's like loads of them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're multiplying just rapidly Eating
1: the sweet corn Eating the sweet corn <laughs> Eating Barocca tablets uh, t- and t- foaming t- 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 the t- mouth. Yeah Yeah <laughs> it's great John Terry would be doing
0: that as well yeah <laughs> it's, it's oh I didn't know you were meant to put it in water <laughs> thank you so much for coming in Ian that was great and, was um, and if anyone uh, wants to uh, hear more of Ian <laughs> and his uh, fantastic knowledge of things uh, you can listen to the uh, that sounded really sarcastic
1: it's my fantastic knowledge of Wikipedia search file. of Wikipedia
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can you should check out Ian, uh, Ian Bridgman's podcast along with uh, Daniel Benedict and Brendan Appleton it's called The Slump and you can get it on iTunes now
1: just search for The Slump
0: search for The Slump that's great thank you so much Ian
1: you're welcome